Welcome back to the Come Follow Me Read Along. Thanks for joining me. We're reading the scripture passages that go along with the weekly study curriculum of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. With generous permission from Thomas Weymant, the BYU Religious Study Center, and Desiree Book, I'll be reading today's chapters from Thomas Weymant's translation, which is titled, The New Testament, A New Translation for Latter-day Saints. 1 Corinthians chapter 8 Concerning what is sacrificed to idols, we know that we have knowledge. Knowledge makes us proud, but love builds up. If anyone thinks he knows something, he does not yet know what he needs to know. If anyone loves God, he is known by God. Therefore, concerning food sacrificed to idols, we know that an idol in the world is nothing and that there is no God but one. Even if there may be so-called gods in heaven or on earth, just as there are many gods and lords, however, there is one God for us, the Father, from whom are all things and for whom we exist, and one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things are and through whom we exist. But knowledge is not shared by all. Some who were formerly accustomed to idols eat as though it were really a sacrifice to an idol, and their conscience, which is weak, is defiled. Food does not bring us near to God, nor if we do not eat are we inferior, nor if we eat are we better. Be attentive that this right of yours does not become a stumbling block to the weak. If anyone who has knowledge sees you dining in an idol's temple, will not his conscience, because he is weak, be emboldened to eat what is sacrificed to idols? So by your knowledge, this weak person is destroyed, namely the brother or sister for whom Christ died. Therefore, you sin against Christ when you sin against your brothers and sisters and wound their conscience when it is weak. Therefore, if food causes my brother or sister to stumble, I will never eat meat so that my brother or sister might not stumble. 1 Corinthians chapter 9 Am I not free? Am I not an apostle? Have I not seen Jesus our Lord? Are you not my work in the Lord? If I am not an apostle to others, at least I am to you. For you are the seal of my apostleship in the Lord. This is my defense to those who judge me. Do we not have the right to eat and drink? Do we not have the right to have a spouse accompany us? as the other apostles and brothers of the Lord and Cephas do? Or is it only Barnabas and I who do not have the right to forego working for a living? Who pays his own expenses as a soldier? Who plants a vineyard and does not eat its fruit? Or who shepherds a herd and does not get the milk? Am I saying this according to human authority? Or does the law not say the same thing? For it is written in the law of Moses, you shall not muzzle an ox while it is treading the grain. Is God concerned with oxen? Or is he not speaking on our behalf? It was written for us, because the one who plows and threshes should work in hope of enjoying the harvest. If we have sowed spiritual things among you, is it too great of a demand if we reap material benefits? If others enjoy this right among you, do we not even more? But we have not made use of this right. Instead, we endure everything so that we may not be an obstacle to the gospel of Christ. Do you not understand that priests who work in the temple eat the food from the temple 
and that those who serve at the altar receive a portion of the offerings? Thus, the Lord commanded that those who proclaim the gospel should get their living by the gospel. But I have not used any of these rites, nor am I writing these things so that this will happen for me in my case. For I would rather die than have anyone deprive me of my reason for boasting. For if I proclaim the gospel, I have no reason for boasting, for an obligation is laid on me. Woe to me if I do not proclaim the gospel. For if I do this of my own will, I have a reward. But if not of my own will, I am still entrusted with a responsibility. Therefore, what is my reward? That when I proclaim the gospel, I offer the gospel without charge, and thereby do not make full use of my rights in the gospel. Because I am free from all, I have made myself a servant to all in order to gain more converts. To the Jews I became as a Jew, so that I might gain Jews. To those under the law I became as one under the law, although I myself am not under the law that I might gain those under the law. To those outside the law, I became as one outside the law, although I am not free from God's law, but I am under Christ's law, that I might gain those outside the law. To the weak, I became weak, that I might gain the weak. I have become all things to all people, that by all means I might save some. I do all things for the gospel, so that I might participate with them in it. Do you not understand that the runners in the stadium all compete, but one receives the prize? Run so that you may win. Every athlete works at self-control in all things. They struggle in order to receive a perishable crown. But we struggle in order to receive an imperishable one. So I do not run without direction, and I do not box as though I were punching air. But I punish my body. And I make it a slave, so that after proclaiming the gospel to others, I will not be disqualified. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 For I do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, that all of our ancestors were under the cloud and traveled through the sea, and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and everyone ate the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them, and the rock was Christ. But God was not pleased with most of them, and they were struck down in the desert. These things happened as an example for us, so that we will not desire evil things as they did. Do not become idolaters as some of them did, as it is written, The people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Let us not be immoral as some of them were, and 23,000 fell in a single day. Let us not test Christ, as some of them did, and were destroyed by snakes. And do not complain, as some of them did, and were destroyed by the destroying angel. These things happened to them to serve as an example, and they were written for our instruction, to whom the end of the ages has come. So, if one thinks he is standing, beware that he may fall. No temptation that is not common to humanity has seized you. God is faithful, and he will not permit you to be tempted beyond your ability. But with trial, he will also provide a way out, so that you can endure it. Therefore, my friends, flee from idolatry. I am speaking to wise people. Judge what I am saying for yourselves. The cup of blessing which we bless, 
Is it not sharing in the blood of Christ? The bread that we break, is it not sharing in the body of Christ? Because there is one bread, we who are many are one body, because we all partake of one bread. Consider the people of Israel. Are not those who eat the sacrifices partners of the altar? Then what am I saying? That food given to an idol is something? Or that an idol is something? No, but pagans offer the things they sacrifice to demons and not to God. I do not want you to be partners with demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot share the table of the Lord and the table of demons. Are we trying to provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than him? All things are lawful, but not all things are necessary. All things are lawful, but not all things are uplifting. Let no one seek for his own good, but for the good of another. Eat everything that is sold in a market, not asking questions of conscience, for the earth is the Lord's and its fullness. If a non-believer asks you to go to dinner and you want to go, eat whatever is placed in front of you, not asking any question of conscience. But if someone says to you, this is from a sacrifice, do not eat it, because of the one who told you and because of conscience. I do not mean your conscience, but the other person's. For why is my freedom being judged by another person's conscience? If I partake with thankfulness, why am I slandered because of the food for which I give thanks? Whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do everything for the glory of God. Do not become an offense to Jews, Greeks, and the Church of God, just as I seek to please everyone in all things. I am not seeking my own benefit, but that of the many, that they may be saved. Be imitators of me, as I am of Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 I commend you, because you remember me in all things, and maintain the traditions, just as I pass them on to you. But I want you to understand that Christ is the head of every man, and the man is the head of the woman, and God is the head of Christ. Any man who prays or prophesies with his head covered disgraces his head. Any woman who prays or prophesies with her head uncovered disgraces her head, for it is the same thing as having her head shaved. For if a woman will not cover her head, then she should cut her hair off. But if it is disgraceful for a woman to cut her hair or shave her head, let her cover her head. For a man should not cover his head, because he is in the image and glory of God, and a woman is the glory of a man. For man was not made from a woman, but a woman from a man. Neither was a man created for the sake of a woman, but a woman for a man. Because of this, a woman should have the authority of a covering on her head, because of the angels. Nevertheless, a woman is not without a man, nor is a man without a woman in the Lord. For just as a woman was made from a man, a man is now born from a woman, and all things are from God. Judge for yourselves. Is it appropriate for a woman to pray to God with her head uncovered? Does nature not teach you that it is dishonorable if a man wears long hair? But if a woman has long hair, it is a glory to her? But if anyone is disposed to be contentious, we have no such custom, nor do the churches of God. But for the following instruction, I do not commend you because when you come together, it is not for the better, but for the worse. First, 
When you come together in the church, I hear that there are divisions among you, and I believe it in part. There must be divisions among you so that those among you who are genuine may be obvious. When you gather together, it is not really to eat the Lord's Supper, for each of you eats his own supper when it is time to eat, and one is hungry and another is drunk. Do you not have houses to eat and drink in? Or do you show contempt for the church of God by humiliating those who have nothing? What do I say to you? Should I praise you? In this matter I will not praise you. For I received from the Lord what I have given to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And after he blessed it and broke it, he said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise for the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this each time you drink it in remembrance of me. Each time that you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the death of the Lord until he comes. Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks of the cup unworthily is guilty with respect to the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself, and then let him eat the bread and drink the cup. For the one eating and drinking without having considered the body eats and drinks condemnation to himself. This is why many among you are weak and ill, and some have died. If we judged ourselves, we would not be judged. When we are judged by the Lord, we are disciplined, so that we are not judged together with the world. So, my brothers and sisters, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. If someone is hungry, let that person eat at home, so that when you gather, it does not result in your condemnation. I will give instructions about the other things when I come. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 Concerning spiritual gifts, I would not have you be unaware, brothers and sisters. You understand that when you were pagans, you were led astray by unspeaking idols, however you were led. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who speaks with the Spirit of God says Jesus is cursed, and no one is able to say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different spiritual gifts but the same Spirit. And there are differences in service, but the same Lord. And there are different types of activities, but it is the same God who does them all in everyone. Each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. To one, the word of wisdom is given through the Spirit, and to another, the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the one Spirit, to another performing miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different languages, to another the interpretation of languages. All these work together through one and the same Spirit, who gives to each person individually as he desires. For just as the body is one and has many members, all the members of the body, although there are many, are one body. So it is with Christ. For we are all baptized into one body in one spirit, whether Jews or Greeks, slaves or freedmen. We were all made to drink in the same spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. Even if the foot says, I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body. It does not cease to belong to the body just because of this statement. And if the ear says, I am not the eye, I do not belong to the body. 
it does not cease to belong to the body just because of this statement. If the whole body were an eye, how would the body hear? If the whole body were an ear, how would the body have a sense of smell? Now, God placed the members of the body each according as he chose. If all were one member, where would the body be? Now, there are many members, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor can the head say to the feet, I have no need of you. Instead, the members of the body, even though they seem to be weaker, are essential, and those members of the body that seem less honorable, we place greater honor on them, and our unpresentable body parts are clothed with greater respect, which our more presentable parts do not need. But God has brought the body together, while giving greater honor to the lesser members, so that there may be no division in the body, but the members may care for one another in the same ways. And if one member suffers, then every member suffers together. And if one member is glorified, then every member rejoices together. You are the body of Christ, and each member has a part. And God has placed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, gifts of healing, helping, leadership, foreign languages. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak languages? Do all interpret? Seek for the greater gifts, and yet I will show you a more excellent way. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 If I speak the languages of men and angels, but I do not have charity, I am like a brass horn or a clanging cymbal. If I have prophetic insight, and I understand all mysteries and knowledge, and I have all faith so as to move mountains, but I do not have charity, I am nothing. If I give away all that I have and hand over my body to be burned, but I do not have charity, I gain nothing. Charity is patient. Charity is kind. It is not jealous, nor does it boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It is not self-serving. It is not resentful or spiteful. It does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but it rejoices in truth. Charity bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Charity never ends. But if there are prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. When the fulfillment comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became an adult, I put away childish things. For we see dimly in a mirror, but then face to face. I know in part. Then I will know fully, even as I have been fully known. Now, faith, hope, and charity, these three abide, but the greatest of these is charity. That concludes 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and that concludes our reading for the week. Thanks for joining me, and I look forward to seeing you next week.